0: Hello, hello, and welcome to Brook Talks America Overtime, which is the show between the show. As you know, I have a show every Saturday at 7 p.m., but there's so much going on during the week that an hour is not enough to cover it. And I'm going to be working on new programs for the podcast, for the website, one of which is what we're starting today, which is Friday Finance. And I have a friend of mine who's super smart, Kevin Kay, and we always talk about issues Sometimes we argue, which is fun because, uh, you know, we don't always agree on everything, but it's always great to be able to talk about different things, learn different things. And I want to get his perspective on things in finance because he's way more knowledgeable on these issues than I am. The reason I actually started to... So I want to welcome Kevin to the show.
1: Hey, Brooke. How are you doing?
0: Absolutely great. Thank you so much for coming on. So the reason that I initially started thinking about doing a podcast with you generally you know stuff about finance but we were talking um, about the twitter issue when they took president trump out after the faux insurrection on january 6th i know what your opinion is probably on that different from mine but at first uh the there are two issues with this one and we'll get into this after i make the initial point at first the People were so angry, Twitter, uh, Trump supporters were so angry that they stopped, they got off Twitter and the numbers went down. I think it was like 5 billion market cap in, in the first week or something like that. But then it went up. Now that was obviously an unhappy thing for me because I'm a super Trump supporter. But two questions. One is, why did it go up? And then, because you know we talked about this and you explained it very well. Uh, and how do they make money when they're not actually profitable, right? Because they were not profitable for a very long time. So how do they actually make money? So just those two issues, one on what happened after uh, he was kicked off and that issue with advertising because you talked about it, and the other is how do they make money if they're not profitable.
1: Sure, great. Well, first of all, thanks for having me. By the way, I haven't worked overtime in decades, so this is a special. (laughs) (laughs) The checks in the mail. I, d- I just have, yeah. to you, I have to rib you. Have to there a little bit.
0: Yeah. Oh,
1: yeah. Uh, yeah. I remember our conversation about Twitter. Um, you know, if 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 you know, let me just start by saying that, you know, Twitter and the I'm only going to be talking about my opinion. You know, um, you know, and I'm I'm always willing to be wrong as you and I talk about these things, but specifically Twitter and Trump. And uh, from my perspective, my point of view, is Twitter in the past has really been an underperforming stock. You know, when we look at technology today and we compare it to other tech stocks, whether or not you want to compare it to Facebook or to Google, it just has not done very well for its investors. Um, and a big part of that, you know, from my So what does
0: underperforming mean?
1: Well, I'm talking about underperforming. The, the, I want all
0: of this to be for the layperson who doesn't understand finance.
1: Sure. So if I buy Twitter stock, the whole purpose of me buying Twitter stock is um, that I want the value to go up. Twitter is not a stock that's going to pay me dividends. It's a okay. tech stock. Um, it's not a blue chip stock like General Motors. I buy General Motors because it pays me a dividend. It pays gives me a check every quarter, every year, or whatever. Twitter doesn't do that. I buy Twitter because today I buy it for a buck, and next year it's going to be worth 10. So I've made $9 in profit if I should decide to sell my Twitter stock. Um, Twitter has always underperformed. It's just it's been a miserable performing stock. And when we think about technology, that's very unusual. It's and just why very... is that, though? Well, um, <clears throat> first of all, um, Jack Dorsey, and I think Jack Dorsey is a brilliant man. He's a much mm-hmm. smarter man than me. But Jack Dorsey is a part-time CEO. And, you know, there aren't too many companies that are on any yeah. of the exchanges where they have a part-time CEO. Um, you know, he's also the CEO of another publicly traded company. And that's one issue. The other issue is, quite frankly, they haven't really found a way to go ahead and monetize, you know, to, to create different venues as far as how they um, raise money. I mean, that's all there is to it. Uh, The third one, and the one I think that that you and I engage in a conversation in, and that is that, you know, Twitter's fascinating. You know, I'm not a big user of Twitter. I'm not on it every day or anything like that. You know, I am on it, and I I use it primarily to go ahead and, you know, supply my newsfeed. But the truth is that Twitter, here's the way that Twitter works. Um, Twitter engages people in a fashion that caused them to want to come back and open up the app, very much like Facebook or many other social networks. By the way, there are over 2,000, 2,200 social networks that I'm aware of the last time I checked, you know, yeah. out, out in the world uh, today. But
0: those are definitely the biggest.
1: Oh, those are absolutely the biggest. These are the monsters. These are, yeah. I mean, you know, come on, 90%. Yeah. You know, 90% of engagement happens on Facebook and Twitter. Um, I think the last time that I checked. But uh, specifically, Twitter, um, during, you know, let me give, let's go back to 2015. 2015, um, the stock value of Twitter was running right about $35 a share, which was performing really well. I mean, that was a nice, nice um, bump. In 2016, their stock jumped, not jumped, I'm sorry, dropped to $17. Now, what happened in 2016? We had President the elections. Trump? Okay. Right. Okay, um, but what was fascinating, and as I was watching that, is that the Twitter's following the people that engaged on Twitter and the subscribers that were on Twitter it jumped tremendously. Right. But guess what? Those people weren't bringing advertising dollars to the to to the platform. Okay. You know, the in other words, the advertisers weren't going to Twitter all of a sudden because the numbers jumped.
0: Why What's
1: not? Fast, well, because the. The, the the people, you, you got to understand in business, you know, you can go ahead and have free memberships, but you've got to have paying memberships. On average, on a platform, on, on a general platform, I want to say I think each subscriber is worth somewhere between 15 and $150 um, per per subscriber. On the big platforms, it's probably closer to 15 to $25. On the smaller ones, it can be up to a $150. But the reality is that, you know, advertisers if i'm selling cars and i'm spending advertising dollars i have a limited number of advertising dollars i can spend so i'm going to place those dollars in places i know that will get me results right and people who were advertising on twitter when they saw this big bump in subscriptions they weren't getting results
0: so more words, the people, people the, but no roi
1: right exactly mm-hmm. so the people that were on twitter weren't buying the products that were being advertised on twitter okay you see what i'm saying mm-hmm. so and the other thing was that, you know, it wasn't, it's not that it was a, I don't think it was bad for Twitter by any stretch of the imagination, but when you bring people to a platform, you want those people to engage and um, by what the advertisers are selling. Now, right. consequently, I think that, um, again, you know, from, from my ideology or my thinking, um, what has happened over time is that Twitter has come to understand that and... You and I have uh, talked a little bit about Twitter reorganizing and changing their, how, they, how their model works, how their business model works, mm-hmm. and going to more of what we call a subscription model. And even though that, that hasn't happened, they've certainly, been, they, they've certainly been talking a lot about it and hiring a lot of people to go ahead and look at that. And consequently, I think that's what we've seen in the last year outside of the change in presidency, um, which I honestly believe did impact the Twitter stock, without a doubt. I think once, once Donald Trump came off of the uh, platform and uh, tied with the fact that Twitter is looking at finding ways to go ahead and monetize differently what their product does, um, has we've seen a, a tremendous jump in their stock. You know, their stock okay, but almost so doubled.
0: Wh- why is that? You had mentioned what? The advertisers didn't want to be on there? What's the situation? There's some background noise, by the way. Yeah. I'll take that out.
1: I don't know what that is. Okay. Um, I apologize. But, uh, well, it's just, it's real simple. Um, So the ROI actually is higher. So think about it. If I got a hundred million people that are generating a thousand dollars worth of revenue versus a half a million people that are generating a thousand dollars worth of revenue, which one do you want? Right. You want the half a million. So So why was
0: there a change? Why do you think that there was a change that people, if the ROI is that people started buying more of the products, what do you think the change was?
1: I think the change was that the platform was less volatile, as far as um, you know, just the, the the public dynamic. You know, all the exchange, all the people talking on the platform, um, uh, as it relates to politics or cultural issues, events, um, you know, things like that. Mm. I mean, that's does that make sense?
0: Yeah, that's interesting. So, what one of the things that we have had very um, passionate discussions about is two thirty. Um, my position is, is that these, because we talked, he obviously got kicked off because, you know, of January 6th, whatever they think about that, which obviously has been proven to be, so much about that is proven false, which everybody could have expected that, you know, Sicknick was the only person that was murdered that day, was a Trump supporter, and she was murdered by a guy who is no, who has not been identified yet. So there's so much that is false about that, you know, I have, you know, obviously very strong opinions on that, but... What we discussed, but but, there's, all, but, but uh,
1: there's also there's all, also a lot of truth about that, and and I you know I haven't followed the details on that, but in general I think when you look at the overall population, the overall population isn't necessarily looking at um, you know the details um, or, or looking at the facts of it. All they're seeing is they're seeing a group of people, you know, I, however large it was. I don't know how large it was specifically myself, but they're seeing a large group of people, you know, on the Capitol steps. Mm-hmm. You know, we see pictures of people, you know walking, you know, through the halls of Congress there. Um, we see people, um, you know, breaking windows. Um, we see some people that are very calm that, in you know, maybe in my opinion, are exercising um, their free rights. But we also, you know, and again... And Lebanon. then some of
0: the Trump supporters telling, calling out Antifa saying they're breaking windows.
1: Well... Yeah, I, that which that, is not
0: going to be shown on CNN, obviously. I, I, I
1: understand that, but you know, again, it's what we're seeing on TV, it's what we're seeing in the press, mm-hmm. you know, it's what's on the internet. Part of the problem we have today is that there's so many channels of information. It takes someone who's really willing to be patient to weed through just the millions and millions and millions of feeds that we're bombarded with daily. Yeah. I mean, the average person, the average show on the street, cannot do this. So they have to decide on who they're going to believe. You know, they're going to believe you, yeah. they're going to believe me, they're going, you know, who are they going to believe? So. Um, I mean there is well, some there 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 is some truth there when we're, you know, talking about some of this. So I just I just wanted to go ahead and throw my two cents. Right. That's all sure, you know. I
0: know Trump supporters were there. However, the narrative is that only trump supporters were there no antifa's there the fbi doesn't investigate antifa but they investigate trump supporters so it's a very big disparity and by the way we I'm, we're not going to get into this today but nbc just like uh cbs did, i think it was cbs did with this george zimmerman tape they have been caught editing the tape of the Micaiah Brandt, bryant um killing by the cop so the media the left But why media, do you think they do
1: that? Why why do you think they do that? Why? What do you, think they what they
0: do you mean it? why? What? Well,
1: I know why they edit the tape. I have an opinion it's on why they for edit a narrative. the narrative. i'm I'm curious as to why you think they
0: edit the tape for a narrative because they run they run the 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 narrative, the mainstream media runs the narrative. Why would they edit a tape like that? But they want to push a certain narrative because they're no they're,
1: longer because they're no longer news broadcasters.
0: Cor- oh, sure. yeah. okay. Yeah.
1: They edit the tape, and the purpose in editing the tape is to bring eyeballs to the screen. and the purpose of bringing eyeballs to the screen is to go ahead and sell advertising.
0: yeah, I mean, well it's, that it's bad for the country. I'm I'm not
1: saying it's good for the country, but I I mean, I I, I do believe that there is a significant amount of that that goes on.
0: Well, CNN is losing, lost like 50% of its viewership. So I'm not sure how that goes, you know, to their benefit.
1: I think CNN CNN is, you know, just as a side note, is in a lot of trouble. I mean, we did see CNN have a nice bump. They had a huge bump, you know, during the election time in um, the month following the elections, you know, they were they 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 did very very well. I forget it was December or January numbers I saw. Uh, they were incredibly strong. But yeah, and all of a sudden, a period of thirty days, sixty days, um, yeah. viewership has dropped tremendously, and Fox has bounced back.
0: Yeah, which is interesting. I don't know what all the shows are doing, but Tucker's obviously doing really well. And I have to be very clear is that I've been watching him on the TV and not just on YouTube. So I'm going to admit my uh, shame on that because I can't. I just love Tucker. Anyways. Back to 230. (laughs) Yeah, back to 230. So um, the libertarians obviously, you know, I think they're a big problem for the conservative movement myself because they refuse to get involved with culture. However, they say, oh, Twitter's a private company and they should not, you know, they shouldn't be, they can do whatever they want. I know you feel that way. They should be able to do, or, you know, I'm not, I'm going to paraphrase like our conversation. you sh- They should be able to do what they want. They're a private company. They, they should pro- be able
1: to do whatever they want within the law.
0: Okay. But the problem is, is that under, I, th- I should have known this is title, Ten Title IX is you can't discriminate best based on X. Sex, gender, dis- disability, blah, blah, blah. Political ideology, in my opinion, should be covered under that because it's flat-out discrimination to discriminate against... But it's not
1: against- written into Section 230.
0: Okay. They so, should change so, that okay. and it, it modifies the ability to get an exemption because if there was a law that had the ex- that you cannot discriminate, okay. because it used to be race. Nowadays, it could very well be a lot based on races that if it was only white conservatives and only black Democrats. So that would be racial discrimination. Oh. It's not. It's okay. it's political well, let's,
1: discrimination. Let's, let's back up for a minute here. Okay. Section 230 was put into place for what reason?
0: To to protect the technolo- the tech, tech companies.
1: Right. And why, why did we want to protect the tech companies when we put 230 in place?
0: Freedom on the internet.
1: No. No, that is not right. I mean, don't get me wrong. I, I'm not criticizing you. The real purpose of 230... <clears throat> And I think most people misunderstand was that when 230 was written, the internet was brand new. It was fledgling. I mean, it was, I won't say it was struggling, but what happened is that the government and the people who, obviously the businesses, they wanted to go ahead and find a way to go ahead and, and create what I call an innocent owner provision. It's sort of like in the days when I was you know, in the car business. In other words, if I rent or I lease you a car and you committed a crime in the car, right. you know, the state had the right to go ahead and seize the car. Well, I'm the owner of the car. I didn't commit the act. Right. So I have the government seizing my property all over the place because somebody was committing a crime in my car. Well, eventually right. an exemption was created that says, you know, hey, look, in the interest of protecting the business, what we want to do is we want to go ahead and create a carve out called innocent owner and as long as the person is innocent as long as you know the owner of the car had nothing to do with the crime we can't go we can't seize the property so it's it's an it's an example of that because you got to keep in mind that there are there, there's always been a lot of conversation around you know was the internet like the telephone companies was the internet you know like the airwaves you know, all these highly regulated um, parts of our lives and specifically government at that time and the businesses at that time obviously done the businesses, but the government specifically said, you know, Hey, look, we want as little regulation as possible because we want to be on the forefront. We want to be, we, we want to be on the cutting edge. We want, we want these, these businesses to grow and thrive at, at a rate right. we've never experienced in the history of the world and, and that's exactly did. right. Yeah. and that's exactly and that's exactly what happened so I just want to make sure that, that that at least from my point of view that we started off with that basis so again, right but we- here's the
0: thing so they were they were listed as platforms and they were not supposed to be publishers so they got the exemption as a platform they were supposed to be um, uh, the the word unbiased is not the word, but so so it's unbiased. So you let the information flow, flow freely over your platform and you're not responsible, therefore you have no, no liability. You're an innocent bystander in Correct. what happens. The problem Correct. is, is that they're not innocent bystanders. They're now publishers. They're discriminating, which Give me an be, example because, of them
1: being a pub- publisher. How are they a publisher? Give me an example of them being a publisher. They're
0: discriminating.
1: No, that's they're, they're a but pub- the they're not content. publishing.
0: They're modifying content publishing Uh, they're modifying publishing content based on your political ideology
1: that's different if i'm a book house let's say i'm one of the big publishing companies out there i have a right to publish whatever book i want but you don't get an
0: exemption
1: uh i do get certain exemptions actually the publishing world does get certain exemptions They're, they're much more complicated than they are here i think where you and i differ on this and you know just one of the things i wanted to you know share with you and, you know, I feel very strongly about that is that, you know, hey, look, I started a business from nothing. I started a business from scratch. Mm-hmm. And I should be able to do whatever I want within the business, within the
0: law. Does if that include – but, but then they need if, to change if, the law if, so if that political –
1: Right, 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 right. If you don't like the law, change the law. Yeah. That's all there is to it. And, by the way, you know, I think you and I would both agree that we're going to see something happen to Section 230. There's going to be a lot of debate. I don't know. I do. There's a, there. I think 230 is going to change absolutely. Even the Supreme Court is starting to talk yeah. um, about you know some of the changes that, that they think. I mean, I think you know Clarence Thomas has said it more than anything else. He um, and yeah, yeah I, I think I think we are we are going to see some changes to 230. I don't know what they are, but I think that where you and I differed a little bit, you know, in the past is I've always felt you know, hey, look, I started a business, I started small, I put my sweat equity blood, sweat, and tears in it. I invested everything I have in it. And I grew my business. And now, you know, somebody wants to go ahead and change the ground, you know, wants to change the rules. And I, you know, as the owner of that business, I'm going to be very, very protective of that. Incredibly protective of it.
0: Now, think about this, though. What if... Okay. Again, if you're getting a protection from the government, you should not be able to discriminate. So if every group of X race.
1: What? I I go, that's not true. If I get a protection of the government, I should not be able to discriminate. That's not true. I should be. It's against
0: the. If every single solitary Democrat was black and you were a conservative and you didn't want Democrats in your business, you would by proxy be keeping every single black person in America out of your business and that would be discrimination. It would be illegal. Political ideology is the only thing that you can't say. That you you, that you can discriminate against. And that's wrong.
1: Look, I think that they're
0: monopolies and they're getting an exemption and they're discriminating against half the population. That's wrong. I mean, we can agree to disagree, but I think that's wrong and they should not get protection for doing so. Okay, you know, if they want to get a publisher liability, then I could sue them for discrimination.
1: Okay, well, then we would agree to disagree because the challenge is that there, again, there are over twenty-two hundred of these social platforms across the globe, and just like, and just like, let, let's be very clear, just like you know the guy you know who's got the pillow company and he's gone out and talked. Frank speaks. He's been very. He's, he talks about how he's going to discriminate right from the get-go. Right from the get-go, he's opening his platform and he's saying these are the things you can say and talk about, and these are the things you cannot say and talk about. He's being very clear. I think that's he won't very, be successful. Well, I don't think he will be, but yeah, I, I, we're not, not talking happening. about success here. We're, we're talking about 230 and what's a lot. He's flat out saying you can't say certain things. Do you and think these companies should be broken up? They're ideological and religious.
0: Um, if Facebook owns Instagram, the, even, I, the, even a guy who works for Facebook says they're too big and they're like com- countries, not companies, they well, should I can, be broken up.
1: I can, I can give you multiple answers. And you too. On, on, a, per, on a personal note. Um, if I were the owner of those companies, I would probably resist being broken up. If I were a stockholder of that company, a stockholder, not an owner, not, a, not, the, not the original founder of the company. If I were a stockholder of the company, I think the company would, should be broken up because time and time again, we see that when companies are broken up, again, no, they, they increase their value. You know, in 18, when Ma Bell was broken up, when you look at the aggregate value of all those companies, they were significantly more successful and made a heck of a lot more money than they did when they were one big company. And so, th- so,
0: And those are two different issues. So one is that one would be a sort of, I mean, in my opinion, I'm sorry, I think that Facebook, I think all these companies are, what they're doing is makes some national security threats because they're too cozy with China. I don't know what your feelings are. You probably disagree with that. But uh, but I, th- they they, they, one is an issue of finance, which is what you talk about this about the stockholder. The other is an issue of whether a company is too big and they're monopolies. I think they should be broken up. Well, first strictly of all, there's, for there's, that there's,
1: purpose. There, there, there is no law against being a monopoly. There is no law. Matter of fact, monopolies are encouraged and allowed to exist in this country. It's when we have monopolies that are involved in antitrust or anti trade, and that's what the government's um, you case don't is think to they are.
0: You don't um, think they I have th- enough no, lawyers I think to no, I any no, I, think, I, think, that I mean, along?
1: you know, having having been on the short end of the stick and and on you know, antitrust in the past myself personally, I certainly do think that some of their practices um, could be construed as that. You know, do I think they sit around and say, you know, hey, look, let's figure out a way to be anti-competitive? No. I think what they do is they say, hey, look, how can we gobble and grow as fast as we possibly can, which consequently, you know... It gets to a point where, you know, there are no competitors because you've acquired them all. Now, you they're going to argue that, there are a lot of competitors. But You don't
0: think what they did to Parler by just taking it off completely is the exact same thing that you're talking about is antitrust and crushing no, the only competitor? No, no,
1: no, no. because Parler's back. going to be back on Apple next week. You yeah. know, so, you know, that's an example of, you know, hey, look, you didn't follow our guidelines and our rules. And, you know, we kicked you off and we're letting you on. But no, look I can't what the left
0: about. is able to do on these platforms. That's the thing. I mean, I don't understand how you square that. The left can mean? say whatever they want. They can. Kathy Griffin, the day that Biden was installed, put her her head, her bloody head with with Trump on there. She still has an account.
1: We're, 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 we're not talking about that. We're talking about I, as an owner of a company. I, as a CEO of a company that I started and I found it should have the right to do whatever the heck it is I want within the law. That, that's my argument. It's just that plain and simple. Now, we're, t- we're talking about other issues. And, you know, as long as I'm within the law, I should be able to do whatever I want to grow my company. Now, I, 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 I want to be careful as I say that, because some people could say that comment and misconstrue it, but the reality is I don't want government telling me what to do at the end of the day. Now, if the government doesn't like what I'm doing, then the government should uh, sue me, one, or B, break me up, or C, change the law. And just right, well, the government,
0: th- the, the businesses that were, that were discriminating against blacks didn't want the government to tell them what to do either. And the government had to step in and say, you're not going to be able to do that. I, I, think, I think, you know, that they need to make political ideology, you cannot discriminate against someone for their political ideology. That's that one will that, that, right, that one
1: I, I'm not sure that, – that, that's an interesting thought or a comment. The only reason I say that, um, Brooke, is because, um, you know, there, there are extreme groups on both sides of the aisle or on both sides of the camps or all over the globe. And right. the minute you go ahead and talk about political ideology, I mean, that, that, that can just – They're out um, there
0: suing bakers because they won't bake a gay cake. Uh, I mean – I'm,
1: yeah. I'm not saying I agree with that. Yeah. I, I, I'm not – no, I'm not, well, I'm not saying I agree with be, that. it's got to be – Yeah. So
0: I want to get on, I want to get onto this issue because this was totally fascinating for me. When you said this, it wasn't even, obviously I was thinking about it differently, right? Because about the Dr. Seuss thing, you told me this and it just blew my mind. I thought, you know, this whole wokeness thing, I don't know what your feelings are about it. You know, I don't think you think it is as big a threat as I think it is to the culture, but I I, okay, fine. But the, what Dr. Seuss, everybody was saying, oh, Dr. Seuss is woke. They come out and they want to say they're not going to sell those books anymore. You came and said, oh, no, no, no. They didn't do that because of wokeness. They did it to, to make money. Explain what you meant about that.
1: Well, first of all, the books that they took off, um, they're publication lists per se. They weren't selling very many of to begin with. I don't know what the numbers were, but there were books most of us had never heard of. I mean, when you so some little
0: snowflake comes out and goes, "Oh, those books are bad. You can't sell them anymore." Right? That's what happened because they're they're combing the archives for happened.
1: So let's play it through. So that's what happens. That conversation goes viral. It goes globally. I mean, you got millions. Forget it. You got hundreds of millions of people talking about this daily. You cannot buy that advertising. Yeah. You, you, there, there's not enough money yeah. in the world that would allow you to buy that advertising yeah. so if I'm them, I'm going to say oh man, I'm going to take these off I'm going to take these off, which continues the conversation and the enragement and the engagement of the sides which causes people to go out and buy my existing books Right. I, I mean we're, we're not going to know what their numbers are for another six months, you know <laughs> because the, the numbers usually run 90 to 180 days afterwards, but I'm willing to bet your Dr. Yeah. Seuss books just absolutely stomped it. You and I, you know, peddled, you know, muddled around out there looking for some books and things like that. I'm still waiting for found... my
0: books, Kevin. <laughs> just saying. We're,
1: f- <laughs> we're, we're finding these books hard to find. We really yeah. are. Um, you know, that's, just, that's just my opinion. That's just no, my but
0: it's crazy about. because that's the, that's the thing. I, I come at things kind of like a, kind of already at, you know, 7, 8, and uh, on a cultural Perspective, And you're like, you just bring it right back to the money. And it's like, that was something that I just hadn't even thought of. And it's brilliant. It's really a brilliant idea to do it that way.
1: Well, I think I just come at, I come at, I come at these topics, I guess, just from. Because
0: you always uh, say, follow the money.
1: Yeah. I mean, yeah. I just come from these topics from personal experience.
0: Yeah. I mean,
1: again, you know, you know, I didn't run a super Nobody huge was company. talking
0: about that with Dr. Seuss about the books and the, the way you did. Nobody.
1: Well, I understand that. I just, I just really don't think that, you know, hey, look, a company's primary responsibility is to be profitable and make money. And a company's primary responsibility is to their stakeholders, their stockholders, you know, to their communities. But at the, at the end of the day, companies don't stay in business if they don't grow and if they don't make money. And that's what this is all about. And everybody wants to throw at times, and I'm not saying that they shouldn't, but at times they throw all these other topics and these issues in, board meetings you know, CEOs of their companies and their boards or their executives don't sit around and sit here and go, you know, hey, look, how can we screw the world? Because you can't make well, money I that way. I disagree with that. Well, they, they, yeah. they, they don't. They don't. I'm not saying that there aren't bad actors in, in, you know, pockets here and there. I'm not even in pockets. I'm not saying that, you know, that there aren't people that, you know, people have different lines in their life, you know, you know, where I have the line in my life might be different than when somebody else has the line in their life. But I have just not experienced, I mean, and maybe I'm naive, call me naive, but I think for the most part, most men and women who are in business, who are running these companies, what they want to do is they want to go ahead and make as much money as possible. And you got to keep in mind, making money is something, the the way you make big money is it's sustainable. You keep doing it over and over and over again. It's not a one hit wonder.
0: Mm -hmm.
1: You know, you you got to be able to do it for decades on end and you can't do it for decades on end by screwing people.
0: Or being the well, bad guy. Okay, I mean, so this is, we're, we're going to get into that because the wokeness, you know, Coca-Cola, there is, uh, Coca-Cola's under fire now because they went preemptively at the Georgia, you know, voting law, which is ridiculous because Delaware's laws are stronger than Georgia's laws. It's just wokeness. It's just outrage. In my opinion, is because, you know, Puffins okay, and so not so to be see, able to cheat what, in Georgia.
1: So let's, Let's look at it in a year, Brooke, and see what happens. Let's see in a year, you know, did they sell more Coke product or do they sell less Coke product? And, and, that, and that, that, that will be the gauge as to whether or not you what they did was right. Do think
0: wokeness is a good business model? Really?
1: Do I think, think wokeness is a good— <laughs> I people this
0: crap? People hate this.
1: I don't know. I, I really don't know. There, there's got to be enough of somebody out there that likes it and feels it's appropriate. Otherwise, they wouldn't be doing it. Again, because they're, they're, they're making their decisions in their community. So Coca-Cola is making a decision and taking this public's um, position because I'm telling you, at the end of the day, they think it's important to the brand of their company. And what I mean by important to the brand of their company, they think it's important to the profitability of the brand of their company.
0: Because and people it, that drink their, their stuff want this. That I, would be the only deduction.
1: right. At the end of the day, you know, that's why I'm saying, you know, at the end of the day, so much of what I think is based upon past history, because I can look past at the past and see what happens, you know? So an example would be, you know, we've got this issue with Coca-Cola or Delta Airlines or these Uh hundred companies that got together, pop it up in your pop-up system in a year from now and see how those companies are doing. You know, some of them might be doing well, some of them might be out of business and not around any longer. I'm, I'm not a big fan for me personally as a business person. Um... I'm, I'm not a big fan of getting together, you know, with a 100 other or 200 or a yeah, 1,000 other corporations. Creepy. And, you know, I, I, I'm just not too sure about that. that. For whatever reason, I can't quite articulate yet. Maybe that doesn't make me comfortable. But as an individual company, if I think something's well, wrong. Well, because it's
0: a pretty, you know, <laughs> Chinese Communist Party, North Korea-style tactic that the government under this regime, is getting in bed with these corporations, which they are, you can't say that they're not.
1: Those are, those, those, those are I, I'm not sure I see it that way. I think those are two different things. If, I, if this were a communist country, those companies wouldn't be owned. They wouldn't be privately held. They wouldn't have stock It's holders.
0: oligarchy. Sure they would. They're no, oligarchy. They, no, they would be, they would the be,
1: they would be owned by the government. They would, be owned, they would okay. flat out, 100% of the stock would be owned by the government.
0: China is not that way.
1: More that way than we certainly are. Absolutely. Sure,
0: but we're we're trending in that way. I don't. I mean, I don't know if you see it that way, but the these are because this the next thing I want to talk to you about is the ESG, right? The social credit score for the corporations. If you Kevin K doesn't, if they don't like what you're saying, and they have your bank records, they have your social media accounts, they can say you know, you haven't gotten vaccinated because I don't want to get really deep into the vaccination passport stuff. I'll be talking right. about that on the show this weekend, but. We don't like what you did on social media. We're not going to give you a thing. Or we don't like that you didn't get the vaccination. We're not going to do business with you. That is not American. I'm sorry. That is creepy and it's communist. <laughs> and that's okay. What well, give me, give me give me an example of a specific company
1: privacy. that's huh? doing this. What? Give me an example of a specific company that's doing this.
0: The hundred companies that you're talking about are working on that.
1: Well, I understand they're working on it, but who specifically is doing? Who specifically is? They done can that? do. They, they this will never gain traction. Is where I'm going with this, Brooke. This is not going to gain traction.
0: that. do people say that? Well, because they can just, do whatever they want. You just said it. I understand that. But,
1: but what will happen is it will turn the consumer off. The consumer won't buy it. Okay. If, if the consumer finds out that Coca-Cola has got a consumer credit score on them, you know, or a citizenship score on them, that, that will never fly. At least not in my lifetime. Now, I don't know what's going to happen 50 or 100 years from now. But that's that. That just you know that that's somebody talking, or that's a group of somebody's talking. Whether or not it's a hundred or a thousand of them, and it just. They, and by the way, you know these scores already exist out there today. You know when we talk about credit scores, there are actually twenty-two different credit scores. There's not one. We all talk like there's one. No, there's an insurance score. There's a mortgage score. There's a credit card score. There's, know, there's not a social score. score.
0: There's kind not of, a. I don't like her because she's a conservative. There, score. There,
1: are, there are there are companies out there that have social scores. And they just, they have, they have struggled. They've gone out of business. You know, you can find them if you're willing to pay for them. Um, Nexus Lexus has a version. It's not a social score, but they have a a version of a, of, of a download of software that you can use to go ahead and predict, you know, somebody's, whether or not business behavior or social behavior. Um, mm. I am not, I'm not a fan of that, obviously. Um, I just don't, again, if I'm a corporation, if I'm Coca-Cola and I go ahead and I come up again with a credit score, I'm a Best Buy, and I come up, not a credit score, I'm sorry, this citizenship score, as I like to call it instead. You nobody's going to go to Best Buy. They will not go to Best Buy. What if
0: there's nothing but Best Buy? What if Best Buy is the best?
1: (laughs) Well, if Best Buy is the best, people still aren't going to go if there's going to be a a citizenship score tied to to Best Buy. Now, if Best Buy says, hey, look, in order to come to our store and shop on our score, you know, you have to uh, have a COVID shot, you know, or something like that. I don't know legally if that's their right. Perceptually, it might be their right. I think it would be a disaster for business. I think it would be terrible for business. You know, absolutely crazy for business.
0: What about the cruise line saying that you can't do it? Because, because again, the CDC, it's, it's government telling them you have to have it. And the corporations say, okay, we want we align ourselves with this government, not the other government, this government. So we're going to do it. We're going to require that you have a corona shot. Well,
1: we got it. I I understand the concept and I'm not sure where I'm at on the on the on the cruise line industry other than it's getting absolutely leveled, just absolutely leveled. Yeah, I think I think um, although the the Biden Biden
0: administration is is letting tons of illegals come in without shots, without testing, without shots, just putting them all over the country.
1: Let's let's, not let's not get off track of the I'm just saying Cruise. Cruise line. Yeah. I think that what happens eventually, if the government doesn't change their position, they force cruise lines outside of the country and people will leave the country to go on cruises, which they're already doing. I don't know how often they're doing it or if there's a big movement, but clearly, you know, you could go ahead and, you know, put the cruise lines down to the Bahamas, you know, and people are going to be willing to pay an extra 70 bucks, you know, to fly from Miami to down to the Bahamas, get on the cruise line. I mean, that's, that's just what will happen. Um, and you don't think you don't think that, that that's
0: a deliberate action by the government to hurt the cruise line or to hurt the economy?
1: No, I don't. I think no. it's stupidity. I think it's stupid. It's stupidity. I honestly, I really do. I think So just... you
0: think that you think the Biden administration cares about the economy being good. you think that um, the, the current I think Democrat I think, I think, they, I think their
1: that. I think their view of the economy is that the more that the government controls and pumps the more bonds that we sell, thus print cash, um, you know, creates, creates a different economy than what I would prefer. But right. That's and
0: what- that's what we're going to get into now, which is that you are a, you say you're a small government, hate big government spending. What do you think about the spending that's been going on with coronavirus? Is it necessary, first of all? And what do you think, um, you know, we were talking about this a little bit, is the debt to GDP ratio this past year alone has been just shocking. I mean... And, and, for you know, because I'm always fair, when the, all the Republicans, you know, like Minions, oh, well, Obama's debt, Obama's debt. Who controlled the House? Who signed the check? The Republicans Bottom, signed the check. We're,
1: we're, 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 we're too involved at finger pointing, yelling and screaming and throwing rocks at each other. The only thing I care about is that debt to GDP is about 130, 135%. That's ridiculous. Every person who becomes a citizen in this country, or every child born in this country, right. is immediately straddled with somewhere between eighty-five and eighty-six thousand dollars in debt. It's it's how and how uh, in possible. the hell are they going to climb out from under that? Now it's it, it, no, it is doable. It is possible. We were we were like this. We were not as bad as this, but we were like this. You know, around World War II. <laughs> um, but well. my point is, I don't, I don't, I don't see any change in momentum. And I guess my fear is. You know, as we talk about some of the some of the spending that we have um, that that we're talking about currently today, that we're going to see that number, you know, go from one hundred and thirty five to something else. The real higher, thing, right, higher. The, the the real thing we need to be concerned about is we need to be concerned with how much of our national budget goes towards paying down our debt. Right. And believe it or not, it's not very high. When you look at Japan, fifty percent of the national debt in Japan goes toward paying down their national debt. So for, you know, for every hundred million dollars that they budget or that they collect in revenue they spend 50 million paying down their debt. Um, we don't want to be in that position. Now I, I don't think Japan is in trouble and it's certainly something that Japan is working on and I believe that you know, over the decades that they will get fixed but I just wouldn't want my grandchildren to wake right. up to that scenario. And I think that's the number that people don't talk about. It's not complicated, but they don't talk enough about. Right now, money. Because debt. Is, the
0: word debt is scarier than what you're talking about. You,
1: you're you're absolutely right. Yeah, you're right. But money is very cheap. I
0: mean, yeah, you can borrow. Is that money. good?
1: But, well, it depends upon who you are. If you're the if, if you're the government or you're a business and you can borrow, it's a great deal. It's a great deal because it's. What about it's savers? A, it's almost well for savers. Yeah for savers if you're putting your money into the stock markets and things like that it's great but if you're putting it into bonds it's not very good i mean the government is i don't know if they were talking about it or they just started selling something like a 100 year savings bond i mean that's just that just blows my mind i mean we've gone from a period of time you know back in the 1900s and 1930s you know and and you know in the 40s and 50s where you know Everybody was buying savings, savings right. bonds. People still are buying savings bonds by the boat, but who's going to buy a 100-year savings bond? And I mean, I'm, I'm sure they the, will, otherwise they
0: wouldn't offer it. One of the arguments, obviously, now is, oh, well, China's buying our debt, China's buying our debt. You say that's not the case.
1: No, China is not buying our debt. China... Um, what number are they?
0: For our they're, they're
1: third. They're the third largest. Who's
0: first and second?
1: Company. The U.S. government is first. Japan is two, and China wow. is three. Wow. So the U.S. government... Is buying all the debt.
0: Is that good? When I say
1: when I say all the debt, I'm saying a significant portion of the debt. I want to say, oh my God, don't quote me on this, but it's something like seven or eight trillion dollars worth of national debt is actually owned by the US and state governments, you know, for the pension funds, the Social Security Trust Administration, you know, because when they're collecting all this money, they gotta have a place to park it. So what they do is they buy bonds, they buy US government bonds because they're insured by the US government. And people aren't talking about that. China's actually been whittling down um, the amount of debt they hold. But quite frankly, I wish China would buy all of our debt. You know, it reminds Why? me back in the well, it reminds me of the days when I lived in Southern California, and you know, Japan and Asia was moving in, and they were buying all the real estate, and you know, everybody was going, "Oh, Chicken Little, the sky is falling. We're going to be a foreign-owned state," and blah 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 and stuff like that. <clears throat> And it was kind of interesting because you know over in Asia, you know they had a significant collapse in the economy, and they defaulted and basically right. what happened is you know the money was owned by the banks, and you know basically it would return to to sovereign ownership but it just it it just doesn't matter i don't I don't think it matters who owns it you know the bottom line is we, so it we wouldn't want...
0: matter that a communist country owns the money own, owns the debt owns Absolutely all of our country
1: well, no i mean well if I mean, just take it, just take it from a, um, I'm going to go way out there and say something really crazy, but just take it from, so what if we don't pay them? What are they going to do?
0: Well, that's a question.
1: What are we going to do? What are they going to do?
0: What do you think they would do? They, you, don't, you don't think that they have aspiration? They want to take over the world? I don't think they. You want don't to think over. that they would bomb us.
1: No, they're not. They're not going to bomb us. You don't think over
0: that, that they would crush.
1: Um, well, f- well, first of all, the fact A&P that we or f- f- first of all they would <laughs> we would never not pay them because if we didn't pay them, there would be a collapse of the world banking and economic that's systems right. and monetary that's policy. I mean, it would just it'd be a total it'd be the dark ages, you know. Again, um, so that's not going to happen. But uh, well, well, why why do I care who owns the debt? I mean, why why, why do I care whether or not you own it? foreign government owns it i don't care who owns the debt as long as they're giving me the money as long as they're giving me the money and i'm giving them whatever it is an agreed upon you know rate of return now you know i'm not so sure i'd get in bed with north korea you know and and there are other countries for out china. there you know that yeah. i'm not so sure i would get in bed with but china hey let me tell you what china is he still
0: alive does anybody even know if he's still alive yet still I, have, for I have
1: i have no idea yeah <laughs> i have no idea
0: so okay. So, what do you think about Yellen talking about a global minimum tax? Are you following that at all?
1: It's a it's a global minimum corporate tax.
0: Okay. And is that her business?
1: Yes, it is. Is it? It is. And and I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna try to explain why I say that. If I'm in business, I want to know what the game is. I want to I lo- not level the playing field, but I, I, I want to know what the game is. The ta- our tax policy is so complicated. Yeah, it is. It's, it's, insane. it's, just, it's insane. And everybody keeps talking about, I'm laughing. You know, everybody's talking about, you know, we're going to tax risk. We're going to do this. We're going to do that. And hey, look, man, there are no tax loopholes out there. Now I know that's going to bring the hairs up in the back of your neck. <laughs>
0: okay. Ooh, they're going to go crazy about that.
1: Well, they're just not. They're just not. If you make $2 million a year, you're going to pay a certain percentage of that to the government. I mean, that's all there is to it. You cannot get around that. There's no way to do that. If you're making $2 million a year and you fall out a W-2 and a W-4, boom. It just, it's, not, it's just not possible unless you're going to steal, so, cheat, and lie.
0: So how does Buffett say... They say about Buffett, oh, I should be paying more taxes. I mean, first of all, why do they do that for virtue signaling, right, to get them off his back or something? Why does he say that?
1: Well, I'll tell you why he says that, because Warren Buffett, um,
0: he doesn't well, make begin. his money that way.
1: He, exactly. Yeah. Exactly. So let me. So give he's you an lying. Example. Well, no, he's not lying. So let me—it's just—it's a very complex tax system, and it would take up me hours to go ahead and walk you through it. But let me give you an Lay example. Let, let's talk about Jeff Bezos. So Jeff Bezos, he's worth what? You know, two hundred billion dollars, yeah, something like that. One of the richest guys in the world. Yeah. Well, yeah, that's thanks what he's to the worth. Uh,
0: Chinese Corona Wuhan virus. Yeah.
1: That—that's—that's <laughs> that's what he's worth. The reality, that's not what he makes. Right. You know. So let me give you an example. So let's say he's probably gonna get paid in stock options. He's probably not paid in cash. He's probably his value goes up based upon the Amazon stock going up. The only time he pays taxes on his personal income is if he sells Amazon stock. Right. He takes a capital gains. Now he has to take it as income. But there's a way around that. And it's not a loophole. It's perfectly legitimate. So people are gonna say, Kevin, you're playing with words, and I'll go, okay. So rather than go ahead and sell your stock. If I'm him, what do I do is I just borrow money. I go to Bank of America and say, hey, I won $100 million this year. And I'm going to go ahead and secure it with one of my $200 billion of stock that I own of Amazon. So now I've got a loan. And I've got a loan at probably a half a percentage. Right. Or a tenth of a percent. I write that off as a business expense. And now I've got $100 million in income for the year.
0: Now, should it be that way? Um Probably Honestly, not. probably no. not okay. At least we probably can agree not. on that,
1: but but, but uh, that's but that's the way it is, right? So if you don't like it, change the rules, right?
0: But <coughs> but, but the fact that some of these people, especially someone like Buffett, they get away with this wordplay of looking like they're like they're actually serious and they care about these issues. You're just no, I lying, don't, basically. No,
1: I don't, no, no, he's not. He's yeah. not
0: lying. No, he's not lying. It's what what happens he's is virtue that virtue signaling so that people get off his back and they no, don't start his, me, Warren, his, his front me, Warren, door.
1: Believe me, Warren Buffett doesn't care about what anybody thinks. Warren, Warren Buffett doesn't. He, he just, he really he could doesn't. pay
0: more taxes if he wanted. He could sign a check and pay more taxes. He doesn't. He says that so he can virtue signal because he's multi, multi, multi billionaire. No, that's what, what
1: they, what, 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 he, what, he's, what he's doing is he's paying his taxes based upon the rules. If you don't like the game, change why the does rules. he
0: say I should be paying more taxes? Because he's, he's could saying could you should change the, the government. He's
1: saying you should change the rules. He could make them do it. No, he, but he's not going to do that. There are other people that might do it, but that's, that's not – just because I'm giving you an opinion doesn't mean I'm going to go out and make others do it. Oh. I'm sitting here telling you that I think the tax code is wrong, and I think the tax code is broken in many situations, but I'm not going go to go and start, you know, sending extra checks to the government, and I'm not going to sit here and start knocking on the government. Well, then you store. should shut
0: up. He should shut up. If he's Why? not going to pay – because he should shut he- – well, we have to agree to disagree. He's—I—I okay. I feel he's doing it to virtue signal because he's the one of the richest men in the world. He could—he could lobby for that. He could—he could have a but campaign why? Why, for that. He, no. Why is he saying it then? Because he's somebody asked. Because somebody asked him his opinion. Think he cares.
1: Somebody asked him his opinion, and he gave his opinion.
0: You can He's not the can, only one. He's not under, the only one. I, I, I understand,
1: understand that. I understand that. But Brooke, look here. Let me give you an example. So.
0: And they donate to the Wokey Wokes so that it'll keep them off their that's really,
1: that's really what pisses you off. But let's talk about it this way. Look, you know, I'm self-employed, right? I've got my own business. You know, I decide on what I'm going to get paid. Right. Okay. So if I don't want to get paid, let's say, you know, I only want to get paid $10,000 this year, but I have the ability to get paid, you know, $200,000. I just take $10,000 $10, out of my business.
0: Yeah, but you're missing my point. He says that for a reason.
1: Why it's do he say that?
0: Because, I don't, I don't get why it. else would he say it? If he, if he, if because he it's his opinion.
1: It is his opinion. It is yeah. his opinion.
0: A why, lot I, of them have the same quote-unquote opinion. They like to say that to make them look virtuous. He could, make, he could pay more money if he's concerned about it. If nobody's going to pay about more money unless that's taxes. what the law
1: says. It's like saying the speed limit's 60, and it should be 30. So you're going to drive thirty miles down the street because it should be thirty in your mind, but the law says it's sixty. Wow! No, okay. it doesn't work that way.
0: All right, all right. I know. Well, I know. We'll I know to agree the to disagree. I think they okay. do it for a specific wokey woke reason, and he's on nah. the left, and that's why he does it. Anyways, so I want to ask you about inflation. Mm-hmm. Right? What what's what's going to be the issue with inflation? Do you think they're ever going to raise the interest rates? And then what's going to happen with inflation if they if they do? And if we don't have so, yes, growth, the reason, the, huh?
1: go ahead. I'm sorry, go ahead.
0: No, if if we don't have growth that supports all of this spending, you think they're going to actually do the spending on the infrastructure and all that crap? No. Why? I don't. Why?
1: It's just too ambitious. It's just too much. It's too big. But there'll be parts of it. Parts of it will happen. I don't know what parts will happen. But come on, man. You know, when China's building, you know, what a communist country is building nicer and better airports than we're building, you know, technically more advanced and safer and larger.
0: Where's the shovel ready jobs that, oh, blah, blah, talked about it. Not so shovel ready. And oh, is it? That's a a joke. Where did the money go to? It went to the unions to support Democrats. So all this money that they're printing, they don't even have to take it from us anymore. They just print it. No, so,
1: that's not. They don't, that, 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 that's a myth. We don't just print money. We don't just print money. In order to print money, you got to sell bonds. You can't print money if somebody's not buying the bonds. So if you want to stop the printing of the money, then quit buying the bonds. That's how the that government really works. Buys them. Well, I understand the government buys the bonds, but the government doesn't buy all the bonds. And no. the government buys the bonds based upon the appetite by the general public and by other banks and foreign nations. Well, as long as the banks and the public, as long as the American citizens keep buying the bonds,
0: then the government the has every right to go ahead in. and yeah, – All the money ahead. that we take in this – is, this is the thing that just blows my mind. And, 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 like, I think you and I probably agree more on this issue. All the money that we take in, all the money that they spend, all the money that they print, sell, however you want to categorize it, how come the airports aren't fixed? How come there weren't – how come they, there was a trillion dollars? Because we above. didn't
1: allocate any of it for that. I mean, Why we didn't –
0: so why are we going to do it now? They're not going to. They took tax for tracks in Hillsboro, and we still have potholes all over the place.
1: Well, they did that, and then it was found unconstitutional. Now, the county's got to find a way to go ahead and give that money back to the taxpayers. I have no idea how the heck they're going to do 900
0: that. 900 bucks. I want my check. <laughs> it is. It's like it's, we talked about <laughs> oh, that. come we're on. About- I, I know
1: you spent a lot more than that. Um.
0: <laughs> <laughs> okay, so I have another question, and then we're going to wrap it up. This is, um, this is something I really just don't get why is China still classified as a quote unquote developing nation? How are they not a developed nation and what's going to change that? They don't want to change that because they get certain benefits. One of which, and I don't want to get into the green new deal other than to say that we're supposed to kill our economy. We have great emission standards. Some of the highest in the world. China has terrible India has terrible. So they don't have to, we're supposed to kill our own economy, which is a great deal for those two countries that have, four times the amount of population, but they don't have to, China doesn't have to do it till 2050. What's going to ha- I mean, uh, what's going to have to change? They don't have they to don't, do anything till 2050. How? No, I understand. That-
1: but you, you want to know basically what the question is, you know, at what point do we no longer consider China to yeah. be a developing country? Who
0: classifies that? And why is that still going? Why is it well, so classified like well, that? Well,
1: I'm, ju- I'm just, you know, I'm just going to give the team the layman's point of view and it's because their GDP per citizen is about 1/100th one one of what it is in the free world. I mean it, 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 that 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 that's the long and the short of it. Developing countries, I don't know what the threshold is, but it's all based upon the GDP per citizen. citizen. So per citizen, per person in the country. So yeah. you got a country of 330 million in the United States and we got a GDP of 21 million. You take, you know, the three, you know, the twi- you know, you divide the numbers and you come up with GDP per citizen. In developing countries, it's, you know, it's like I wanna say in China it's you know, if it you know it's like eight or nine thousand dollars per person in China and it's something like um eighty thousand dollars per person in the in, in the United States. So I don't know what the numbers, I don't know what the threshold is. Um but that that's So you I think mean, you're, it's looking, legitimate, you're, you're looking though, for the te- or not? you're looking for the technical part of it. Now yeah. that's the technical part of it. But the reality is, you know, what governments do is is totally you know, governments do different things. And quite frankly, I, I don't know what the, the U.S. policy as far as, you know, hey, at what point do we no longer consider a country to be developing, but, um, but it's it just flat out. The, the, the short answer is GDP. When you look at China, GDP per citizen is just minuscule compared to what it is in the West. And, the, you know, the GDP in the United States is like, you know, three or four times higher than any other country in the world. Consequently, that's why everybody wants to come to the United States. It's just, you know, the GDP, the ability to follow your dream and the ability to go ahead and line your pockets with the gold in the streets on a global stage is still alive. Now, you know, to us living here, you know, some of us may feel that that's not the case, but the the world sees it that way. The world sees it the opposite. You know, when you're in Colombia or you're in Nicaragua or whatever, you know, everybody still wants to go to the United States. When you're in Mexico, they still want to go to the United States, um, that's because they know Joe
0: Biden going to give him a check. <laughs> Come on, Kevin. You know it's true. Okay, so when I want to ask you one last question before we go. Um, this has been so great. You're so smart. See, that's why you know you have the experts on to make you look better. Kevin's the expert. Okay.
1: Don't um, know about that.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Beck has been talking, about, and I don't know anything about this whole Bitcoin, all this stuff. I mean, I, wah, wah, wah. that's what I hear right, when I hear it. Right, when talking about. That's
1: fun. I, yeah. yeah.
0: Um, so he's been talking about the digital currency and the coming dedollarization. dollarization. This is what, you know, he's, I really, I like Beck. He's super smart. He educates on a lot of stuff, but I do sometimes feel like I have to take some kind of Xanax or something. I don't obviously, but I, you know, he makes me very anxious. You know, like uh, you said, what chicken little, chicken little, the sky is falling on some Either. of his stuff. Here it you is. Know? But let me just let me see. So he's talking about the coming de-dollarization, including China's effort to have the yuan be the world's currency, not the dollar. What are your thoughts about that? And then let me just finish up this point and and you can take it. So if everything is digital, because you don't agree with me, I think these, you know, the Furious Four, all of these heifers, the Democrat Party is communist. I know you don't agree with me, but whatever. But if... Everything is digital, and we and there's no paper money because the federal government prints money. If they do get an SEG, ESG score, they do decide we don't like what you're saying. Isn't that a serious problem? And if the tyrant gets in the government, or you know, if there's one already there, <laughs> Joe Biden, and um, they decide they don't like something you did or said, they can cut you off with the help of these conscripted, conscripted woke corporations. So, what do you think about that? Just a general I, principle. I, 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 I think
1: it. it's all silliness. I think it's Why? all. Um, well, first of all, you were talking of about. Of course, he's
0: selling gold, by the way, so I'm Just
1: saying. You know, f- first of all, you know. I, you heard me, wait a you know,
0: minute. He's selling gold. So there's that. Just saying. Okay.
1: Well, let, well, let me tell you what. He, the guy is a hell of an entertainer. He's very smart. He's very bright. I enjoy watching him on TV. You and I have talked about this before, I believe. All these personalities, whether or not you're a newscaster, which I'm not sure I really know a true <laughs> newscaster, they're all selling a product. You know, they're, yeah. they're looking to engage. He's talking about people. Rush,
0: everybody. He's trying right. to slip in Rush without nah, saying Rush. Nah, He's saying Rush is in the big conservative.
1: <laughs> and Glenn Beck is a per- perfect example of this. He's just, he, look,
0: a lot of what stuff do I think about all that? True. Well,
1: I think, I think that Bitcoin is thoroughly misunderstood. I'm not sure I understand it really yeah. well. The digital currency, I'm not sure I understand. I don't look, it. everything in the world when it comes to money revolves around stability. Stability platforms. You know, and when you step away from stability, that's when you see the wheelbarrows of money, paper money being pushed through the streets. Whether or not you're talking about, you know, Germany Venezuela. during World War II, Venezuela. Yeah.
0: You
1: the don't world, think we're going to be like that? No, I don't. I, I don't. If, if we do, the world will, it will it'll, be, it'll be the end of days.
0: It really would, right? Because if it, we it, go, it, it would be the it be the everybody goes.
1: It would be a return to the dark ages. Yeah. That means that you know the power plants would shut down. Nobody would go to work. Uh, you know, we'd have to go get our water. You know, out of our swimming pools. Well why do you um, say what,
0: what, why do you say that? In what way?
1: Well, because how does that it, happen? Well, it, it just happens because how does anybody get paid?
0: Okay. People, yeah.
1: you know, how how do people get paid? They just don't get paid. Yeah. And people, and first of all, the one thing that you you and I have never talked about. That is huge. That is beyond our comprehension. Is the unbanked, what the people, the unbanked?
0: What does that mean?
1: That means the people that they don't have bank accounts. Yeah, the, it is huge. It is huge. The well, numbers the are astounding. Well, the point is that those people are always going to trade in currency.
0: Okay, what do, what do you, do you mean?
1: think? What do you, what do you think the Amscots of the world do so well? Right, because those are the people that are unbanked. There are people that go in, they get their check, and they convert it to cash.
0: Okay.
1: Okay. And, yeah, they do a payday loan on the side. But don't kid yourself. The money is made in the catching of the checks, and nobody else will cash.
0: Right. So but I'm not see, sure what I your like, point is.
1: I think my point is I just don't buy the whole deal, uh, de-dollarization of America. I just, I, oh, I just okay. don't buy it. We'll just, always
0: have cash, you mean. Yeah. I, we're, oh, we're always okay. going to have cash. Yeah. We're, we're so ask, to. how are you gonna get drugs you don't have cash
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah that's right man you know what eleven
0: trillion dollar industry <laughs> i mean listen you're gonna always have cash okay but anyways that's funny so all right listen i want to thank you so much for coming on we'll have more issues we're going to do this every friday i know you're thinking to yourself oh my god every friday i can't even think about that it gives me a headache but that's okay because now it's your show and uh, uh we'll be talking all the money friday finance with Kevin Kay, the super genius of cash, because it's all about the money, baby, right, Kevin?
1: It is all about the money, Brooke.
0: Follow the money. All right, thanks for joining me so much, and we will see you next time on Brook Talks America Overtime Friday Finance.